haters kill me with that cue for a big girl mess. You catch me slaying with my thick thighs and big old breasts. I'm so relentless when I'm rocking my fitted dress. They yelling jazz if you waxing who did it best. Mama from Houston, Texas, daddy he wasn't around. You mix that henny with that coke and now you're turned up now. If you don't like it, yo man like it, so he come around. He fell in love with that cake, he diabetic now. I ain't tripping if you're going not to eat without me tough. I got Twinkies all in my bag. Swag, beaming, you want it, want it. Big girls be on it, on it. Sing with my thick ass surprise, bitch, you know it, know it. Twerk on them haters, haters. Stay getting that paper, paper. Margarita on ice and no need for no chaser. I go hard, I go hard. Claim what's mine, claim what's mine. I go hard, I go hard. Claim what's mine, claim what's mine. Cause I slay, cause I slay. Big girl slay, big girl slay. Cause I slay, cause I slay. Big girl slay, big girl slay. You shouldn't ever call me a fat ass Kelly Price. Welcome back to Big Girl Slay episode 433. Thanks for joining me. If you could um, do me a favor. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. Both are at Big Girl Slay. Rate the show five whole ass gold stars in Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube and like the page on Facebook. All of that would be super fantastic. The amount of garbage we have to deal with is a little ridiculous. So, okay, kicking things off, we have American Airlines and their staff. I guess recently Dr. Tisha Rowe was temporarily removed from an American Airlines flight and asked to cover up because because her attire was inappropriate according to the stewardess stewardess (laughs) what year is it according to the flight attendant her outfit was inappropriate now I didn't know that airlines had dress codes I mean obviously you can't get on there butt-ass naked but I mean I pay for my ticket what is it to you what I have on ma'am I know when you're using a buddy pass or something of that nature then yes you need to be dressed I guess halfway decent but regular smegla random person who paid for their ticket I mean where would you want honestly as long as you ain't on here naked or with your titties hanging out I don't see what the problem is if you're wondering what Dr. Rowe had on to have her removed from a plane in order to cover up it was a romper a regular ass romper like nothing exposed nothing hanging out nothing showing like it was a romper a cute romper at that like girl what is the problem here so apparently the stewardess walks up to miss Rowe, who's always already in her seat minding her business and asks her to have a talk with the flight attendant She gets off the plane and they tell her she will not be able to fly until she changes into something more appropriate. Bitch, what is more appropriate to fly in than a romper? You want me in a three-piece pantsuit or something? I'm confused. Dr. Rose said she purposely stayed calm because apparently they were given the whole, oh, relax. Like, you know how when white people approach you over some dumb shit 
And then when you raise your voice just a little bit because of the ridiculousness of the situation, they're like, oh, calm down, calm down. Like, I am calm. I'm purposely staying calm because I know y'all do the fucking most for no reason. So apparently that's what they were giving her, the whole, oh, just relax type of situation. So because she is a much better person than I, she told them she did not have anything to change into, but if they brought her a blanket, she would wrap it around herself. The flight attendants agreed that that would be fine. They went and got her a blanket. She wrapped it around herself and was allowed to board the plane. I'm sure you already know this, but Dr. Rowe is black and curvy. She has a very nice body. Her romper showed off her nice body. I assume Becky was upset about her nice body and decided that she was going to flex her little bit of authority and make her cover up. Now, the policing of black women's bodies has been going on for, I don't know, fucking ever. And it is so tired. It happens regularly in schools across the country. The dress code is enforced differently for little black girls, period. It happened when I was in high school and it's still happening to this day. A black girl with a big butt got on leggings. Oh, you need to go home and change. White girl with no butt walking through the halls freely. Black girl, big butt, big breast. Oh no, that romper is inappropriate. Take it off. White girl shaped like a pencil walking around with the romper on like it happens all of the time now if you deem rompers inappropriate fine rompers are inappropriate but they need to be inappropriate for everybody why are the black women getting punished because they have a body because they have a shape in the romper now it's inappropriate i guarantee you had it been a white woman in the exact same romper there would have been zero issues. But because Dr. Rowe has a butt and some curves, oh, you're not appropriately dressed for this flight. It's all bullshit. Thankfully, Dr. Rowe hopped on Twitter and was like, y'all come look at this shit. She went viral. Of course, American Airlines apologized. I've flown American Airlines twice and it was trash both times never again they're garbage anyway they apologized refunded her for the tickets and said they were looking into the situation aka they ain't doing shit but i mean at least she got her money back and she knows where not to spend money for plane tickets again you shouldn't either every experience i've had with american airlines has been trash Side tangent, let me tell y'all about American Airlines. We had a connecting flight. Our first flight was 30 minutes late. So naturally, we miss our connecting flight. When we complain about it, their response is, well, we waited 10 minutes. Uh, bitch, if I can do some quick, simple math here, if you're 30 minutes late, what is waiting 10 minutes going to do? Nothing, because we are 30 minutes late. You might as well took off one time if you're going to wait 10 minutes for somebody who's 30 minutes late. That doesn't even make sense. Now, I don't have an issue with the flight being late. You know, their airplane shit happens. But to say, oh, well, we waited 10 minutes. Like, girl, what? We are 30 minutes behind. What is waiting 10 minutes going to do? And it makes no sense because it's like it's your plane. This is your schedule. So if it's off, I think you would make 
the necessary adjustments. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, back to the story. American Airlines, you are canceled and trash. The stewardess, why do I keep saying that? The flight attendants are canceled and trash with your hating asses. All garbage. If y'all could stop policing black women's bodies, that would be absolutely fantastic. Up next, we have Callbox Christopher. Now, I'm sure you've seen this idiot on the internet calling the police on yet another innocent black man. This story stands out particularly because Callbox Christopher had his son with him. His son who seemed to have more sense than he did. So Wesley, the black man, was at an apartment building when Callbox Christopher approached him asking, you know, what are you doing here? Same old racist bullshit. And asked him to point out his friend on the call box. Like, I never, white people, help me understand. Because in an apartment building, there are a lot of apartments. There is no way that you know everybody in the apartment building. So the fact that you see somebody that you've never seen before, is like, is that strange to you? I don't understand. I can see if it was like a private home and you're like, wait a minute, who the fuck are you? But this is an apartment building. People come and go. You cannot know everybody in that bitch. Furthermore, why do white people always feel like you have to do whatever it is they ask of you? Like, are you stupid? Oh, tell me who your friend is that you're waiting for. Get the fuck out of my face. I don't have to tell you anything. I'm waiting for my friend. Go on about your business. I like the audacity of white people. Anyway, Callbox Christopher is pressing Wesley like, oh, well, just tell me who your friend is and what you're doing here and blah, 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 blah. And Wesley's like, I'm recording this because I guess as black people, you got to record shit now. But he's like, I'm recording this. You're going to be the next idiot on TV with a catchy hashtag. Hence, Callbox Christopher. And his son is there like, dad, let's go. Dad, don't do this. His son, a child, is like, uh, this ain't it, dad. And he's still on the phone with the police like, yes, I'm here with a man and he's trespassing on the property like sir there's got to be better shit you can do than harass random black people just trying to meet their friend like is it that you feel like oh there's no way black people can afford to live here so they're clearly trespassing i could see if he was running through the halls checking to see if doors were locked looking in windows and doing suspicious shit but evidently being black is suspicious to y'all so I mean, I could see if he was doing things to be like, hmm, what is this guy doing here? But he's standing there and he told you that he was waiting for your friend. He didn't have to do that. But he said, look, I'm waiting for my friend. Can you fucking relax? But you call the police anyway. Just like he warned you in the video, you're going to be on TV. You're going to be getting dragged on the Internet. And that is exactly what happened. He's on television and he's getting dragged all over the Internet. Naturally, as they do... Callbox Christopher issued some long ass bullshit apology saying, oh, I do this all the time and I didn't stop him because of his race. And I'm sorry if he felt like he was targeted because of his race. All bullshit. Don't believe any of it. And then he throws in the story like, oh, in 2012, my dad was killed by a trespasser with schizophrenia and all like all this. Unlike, I'm sorry for your loss, but I don't know what the fuck that has to do with me. 
If you feel that unsafe and feel like you got to approach everybody you've never seen in the building, perhaps you need to go buy a house somewhere where only you enter that bitch. But living in an apartment complex, you're going to sit out here and stop every person you've never seen before? Lies. And let's be honest, you only stop the black people. Like, could you imagine? I have never seen a white person videotape another white person asking them, oh, well, what are you doing here and where are you going and who are you coming to meet and all that shit? Because it doesn't happen. What happens is you see a black person in a neighborhood you feel like they shouldn't be able to afford or they shouldn't be there or if they are there, they're up to no good. So you decide to question them. It's very reminiscent of slavery. When slaves left their plantation, they had to have a placard that says, I'm so-and-so, I belong to them, and I'm going here for this reason. And if they didn't have that information, they would be killed. That's exactly what this shit is. Oh, black person, out of place, shouldn't be here. You need to tell me where you're going, why you're going, who you're going to meet, and what time you'll be leaving. Otherwise, I'm calling the police. Like, you're calling the police because I'm meeting my friend? What the fuck is wrong with you? And we all know how calling the police on a black man can end, whether you acknowledge it or not. You know that the odds of shit going very left are higher for a black man. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's why you threaten to call the police. Like, oh, maybe if I threaten to call the police, he'll do whatever I'm asking because they know if the police come, they'll more than likely shoot him. Like, it's so tiring and just like, oh, every fucking day, here we go. Some white people calling the police on a black person for simply existing. And his son was sitting there the whole time like, Daddy, I don't like this. Daddy, let's go. Daddy, stop. Like the whole time your son, a child is like, no, I don't like it. Let's go. And you still stand there and harass and call the police on this black man for what? Obviously, call box Christopher, a.k.a. Christopher Cuckor. You are canceled and a garbage human being, but you already know that. Shout out to your son, the real MVP. Perhaps you should listen to him in more situations and, you know, you won't be on the news and apologizing for shit you're not really sorry about. Next up, we have Michael Adams. Michael Adams is a racist murderer. He murdered 17-year-old Elijah in a convenience store because the rap music that Elijah was listening to made him feel unsafe and made Elijah a threat to the community. You, sir, are the threat to the community. Anybody that can follow a child into a store and stab them from behind, slit their throat from behind because they were listening to rap music is a threat to the community. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Of course, white media immediately, oh, mental illness. No, he is a racist murderer. This is why I hate when people try and deflect when black people bring up issues they face every day. Like, um, everybody has problems. And yes, of course, no shit. We know that. But you don't have to worry about being murdered because your Reba McIntyre was playing too fucking loud. The racist murderer goes on to say that he had been attacked in the past by people who listened to rap, specifically blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans. Wow. So because allegedly you've been attacked by people of color before, 
that listen to rap, you are going to murder this child because he was listening to rap and therefore what you thought he would attack you too? how when he was minding his business in the store, when you approached him from behind and murdered him. And for the record, I don't believe for a second that he has been harassed or attacked by any of those people. I think he is a racist and he wanted to murder someone of color. So he did. I honestly hope he gets the death penalty. I don't even feel like we need a trial. Let's do it. Let's say, um, tomorrow at noon in DC, bring your lawn chairs. Can you imagine being the mother of a son of color? Like the discussions you have to have to attempt to make sure that they make it back alive. Like that is insane. Like I would have a panic attack every day my son left the house because he could get killed by the police. He could get killed by some overzealous vigilante. He could be murdered for listening to rap music just for no fucking reason at all. He can get murdered because somebody called the police because he was waiting for his friend in a neighborhood. Some fucking white person felt like he didn't belong. All those possibilities simply stemming from being a person of color. It is like I can't even wrap my head around it. This child was minding his business going to a convenience store as we all do listening to their favorite rap song and is murdered because of it and the fucking media instantly turns around like oh this guy has a mental illness no he's a racist call it what it is please tell the world that a young man was murdered because a racist white man heard him listening to rap michael adams you are the scum of the earth you are a worthless human being i cannot wait for you to get your punishment which i am hoping is the death penalty like life in jail just is not enough for me like you get to live the rest of your raggedy ass life while elijah is dead because of a fucking rap song like he's canceled he's trash i like do not listen to the media please he's not mentally ill he's a racist and he murdered a child over rap music. That is going to wrap up Cancel By for this episode. Uh, quick fuck you to Jermaine Dupri. I believe I already canceled him, but recently he was like, oh, all female rapper, rappers rap about is their pussy and money, and it's just basically a stripper on a pole. And I mean, a stripper on a pole. It's basically just strippers rapping and blah, 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 blah. Like, sir, first of all, there are plenty of female rappers that don't rap about pussy, money, or anything of the nature. Second of all, are you really going to sit here and tell me all female rap about, rappers rap about is X, Y, and Z when all male rappers have rapped about is how much money they got, how much better their life is. You are look at my car and look at the beautiful women I hang around since the beginning of fucking time. Sir, shut your ass up. It's time for Big Girl Problems. So lately, as I've been perusing the internet, looking at pictures, things of that nature, I've noticed rude comments in the comment section, specifically under Fatty's pictures, because duh, what else would trolls do if they didn't troll fat people? Now, I expect rude comments because it's the internet, of course, 
duh. But some of the comments are like, well, at least I'm not going to die from diabetes and high blood pressure. And, oh, but you got high blood pressure, so you need to go get on a treadmill or some shit. Like, y'all seem to be under the impression that because you're skinny, you're not going to get diabetes or high blood pressure. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's not how any of this works. Does being overweight increase your risk for certain diseases like diabetes and high blood pressure? Yes. But being skinny does not make you immune to said diseases. Like, what the fuck are y'all on? Who says you're not going to die of diabetes? Just because you're not fat does not mean you're not going to get diabetes. If all you eat every day is Starburst and Pissy Sticks, then guess what, skinny? You might get diabetes. Like, I'm confused at y'all's, like, y'all really feel like y'all are king shit over the fats, huh? Like, oh, look at her fat ass. She gonna get diabetes, but not me. Like, I know more skinny people with high blood pressure than I do fat. So what, like, what's going on in y'all's heads? I know the doctors tell you constantly, yeah, you better drop them 16 ounces or you're going to get diabetes. But like, you can still get it even though you're skinny. I don't know how that missed y'all. Furthermore, a lot of these diseases are hereditary. So skinny, fat, anorexic, obese, if it's hereditary, you're probably going to get it. So I, I don't understand how y'all are in this understanding that, oh, I'm skinny, so I'm saved from all that bullshit. No. The risk is still there. Is it lower than someone that's overweight? Maybe. But it's still there. Bob, the trainer from, what's that show called? The Weight Loss Show on ABC. What is it? Uh, Biggest Loser. Whew, Jesus. Bob from Biggest Loser. His father had several heart attacks. The doctor said, hmm, you're probably going to have heart attacks as well. Bob, who is in peak physical condition, guess what he had? A heart attack because it's hereditary. So please get off this notion that all I have to do is not be fat and I won't get diabetes and I won't get high blood pressure and I won't get heart disease and I won't get gout and I won't get all those fat people diseases because you can still get them. So please stop trying to shit on fat people all in their comments telling them what disease they're going to get. Like, relax. And let me blow your freaking mind here. You, as a skinny person, can get diabetes. And there could be a whole ass fat person that doesn't have diabetes at all. Yeah, it could happen. You could get high blood pressure. And fatty over here eating the Twinkies, blood pressure is normal. How does that make you feel? Did you even think that could happen? Did you know that was a possibility? Or are you too busy in somebody's comments telling them they're going to die? Leave fat people alone. And please, please. Get out of this notion that because you're skinny, you're not going to get any fat people diseases because you very well could. You can get diabetes and high blood pressure at the same damn time. Imagine that. And for the love of God, please stop telling fat people that they're going to get diabetes or high blood pressure and they're going to die an early death 
and the parents aren't going to be able to find a casket big enough to fit them. Like, girl, we know the statistics. We know. Y'all say that shit far too often. Not to mention, anytime we go to the doctor for, I don't know, getting ran over by a bus, they say something about weight. Like, girl, we know the statistics. We know, we know, we know. Keep that shit to yourself, please, and thank you. There'll be whole skinny people that live off Wendy's four for fours telling fat people how unhealthy they are. Girl, you had hot Cheetos and a Slim Jim for breakfast and you think you're doing all right? You still eat oodles and noodles. They're like plastic covered in sodium, but you're doing better than the fats, right? Fun fact, one package of oodles and noodles is two servings. So that amount of sodium that you see there is doubled in whatever you're eating. But don't let me say anything because you're skinny and you're never going to get a disease. In closing, y'all get diabetes too, ho. Fuck out of here. Plus size question, comment, and or concern, don't hesitate to send it in to BigGirlSlay, the number five at gmail.com. It will come straight to the inbox. I'll read it on the air and give you super great advice. Again, the email is biggirlslay, the number five at gmail.com. Okay, thanks. So there was a super viral tweet that was going around. A man tweeted out some information about his wife, his new wife. I guess he felt like he was bigging her up and ultimately he got her dragged all over Twitter. Now I'm going to read you the tweets and tell you what I think. I want to share 10 things about this woman before we wed this weekend. One, when I met her, I had no place to stay. Homeless. I was sleeping on a couch at a friend's house and she knew. Two, I found a place later on and she helped me pay rent for months. Three, she got me my first car. Four, My laptop got damaged and I needed it so much at the time so I could work on things in order to earn something. She gave me hers. Four, she covered most costs for our dates for a year, 365 days. Number six, she invested in our first two businesses together and opted for me to run them full time. Seven, I never met her mom until when I brought my family to meet hers because she knew her mama would be like, if you don't get this nigga, number eight, she celebrated and congratulated me for any penny I made at the time, even if it was as little as $10. Nine, she supported everything I was trying to do to make ends meet, whether it earned us money or not. Wow. 10, though I'm very stable, and all that now, I know she doesn't really care about those things. She cares about me solely. I know she'd give me anything in the world if she had to, because she has proved it over and over again. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of woman I'm marrying. Whew, child, the ghetto. I would never. He was homeless, sis? Really? Like, I mean, shout out to her, I guess, but you sound like his mother. You bought him his first car? What? And supporting him, whether it made money or not, like, I will support you if you're doing something that is currently not making money, but you have a job that is making money. 
cool. If you want to, um, I don't know, become a professional beatboxer, cool. You can practice that when you get off work. How do you find a place and she's still paying the rent? Like, uh, why don't you get a place where you can afford the rent? The reason you didn't meet her mother until you brought your family over there is because her mother would be like, um, he got to go. You paying his rent, you buying his cars, you giving him computers. Like, she gave you all of this and, like, what? McDonald's is always hiring. So I'm confused. At the end of the day, I wouldn't ever. But if she wants to, cool. I mean, all that she did makes me think that she can't, she's a, like a, a lawyer. I mean, somebody to make a whole bunch of money. And supporting and babying and coddling a grown-ass man is just not in my ministry. I'm sorry. Support is one thing I can support you all day. But, like, literally, you're. I can write you on my taxes? No. This, no. We're not doing this. Uh-uh. Now, I mean, I guess it's her prerogative. She did it. She got her man. I'm just not that interested in getting a man like if i have to raise this nigga in order to have a man i guess i'm just gonna be single forever good luck to them in their marriage though like if he ain't marry you after all that whoo child i'm just no <laughs> absolutely not sir he homeless and he don't have a car and he don't have a job do you know what that means that means he always got to come to your spot. You always got to go get him. It's always, can I get a ride? Let me use your car while you're at work. Like, hell no. Who's signing up for that? But congrats or whatever. Also, guys, I finally saw Acrimony. <laughs> As you know, Acrimony is routinely slandered for its ridiculousness. Rightfully so. Now, it was a Tyler Perry production. Like, that's what I expected going into a Tyler Perry production. Now, I laughed several times at inappropriate moments, like moments where you should not be laughing. I was cackling. So the premise of the story is <laughs> this couple comes together. The man basically uses Taraji for everything she has while he doesn't work and uh, develops this self-charging battery. So um, throughout the movie, Taraji shows where, or her character shows where she gets very angry and she does any and everything to hurt whoever she's mad at, regardless of how she gets hurt. So the guy that she was with, her boyfriend, lived in a trailer home. When they pulled up to the trailer home, I could not control my laughter. Like I had to pause it and laugh for, I don't know, 15 minutes. It was hilarious. And it was like a random ass trailer in the middle of a neighborhood. Like what? It was fucking hilarious. So at some point he cheats on her and she drives her car into this trailer home, knocking it over. Like <laughs> with all the ridiculousness of a Tyler Perry movie, it was so funny. When she drives her car into the trailer home to knock it over, she ruptures her um, ovaries somehow and hit her head. She ended up not being able to have babies because she drove her car into this trailer home. Moving forward, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I won't cheat on you again. They get into this pattern where 
Well, Taraji's mother dies, and Taraji's mom leaves her $350,000 and her home. This nigga does not work for 18 some odd years, draining every penny from Taraji's character to the point where she is broke and they lose the house. All because he's working on this self-charging battery. For whatever reason, like, she's an idiot the whole ass movie. She paid his tuition, she bought him a car, she uh, mortgaged the house when it was paid off to help with this dumbass battery idea. Like, she just did a whole bunch of things that I wouldn't do. At the time, I was like, this is ridiculous, nobody would do this. But then, (laughs) rewind back to that tweet I just read, apparently there are women out here that would do this type of shit. So she loses the house and everything because him and this battery, she finally is like, you know what? This is over. I'm off this. So after, I don't know, for fucking ever, the people he's been stalking and harassing to buy his battery finally come with an offer to buy the battery. They buy it for some obscene amount of money. He comes up to her job. And gives her some flowers and a check for $10 million. And the deed to her mom's house. At that point in my head, I'm like, oh, roll the credits, bitch. We made it. Not so much. She takes the check. She goes and cusses out her whole family. Oh, by the way, her family hated this nigga from the beginning. Like, he came in and they were like, ugh, raggedy. Fuck him. They hated him. So, he finally makes it big. Taraji goes, cusses out her whole family like, I should have never listened to y'all, blah, 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 blah. Then, she proceeds to go to his apartment after they, they got in the divorce because she was over the shit. They got divorced. He gets a whole bunch of money. Then she's like, oh, hey, boo, whatever, trying to get with him. The girl that he cheated with when Tarazi drove her car into the trailer park, I mean the trailer home, is the girl that he is now with after he divorced Taraji. So she's super pissed about that. Now, you are trying to tell me that a man came into your job and gave you a check for $10 million along with the deed to your mama's house and you are still worried about what the fuck he's doing? If a man came and gave me a $10 million check and was like, I'm sorry for all that I put you through, that nigga would never see me again. Do you hear me? But this is a Tyler Perry production. So she's super pissed that he's with that girl and she's like, oh, well, she's living my life and you are giving her everything you promised me and blah, 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 blah. She's sitting in her mama's house that she just got with $10 million in the bank with like no furniture in the bitch. Like, girl, what is going on here? Move the fuck on with your life. The last scene or whatever part of the movie on the boat was by far the funniest shit I have ever seen. They were clearly shooting that scene in somebody's Olympic swimming pool. Like, girl, what is going on here? There's a point where Taraji falls off the boat and is like levitating on top of the water. Like, girl, what? How was she still sitting like what? And then she magically is back on the boat, which like, girl, they pushed you off the boat yet. Here you are. The, the movie is a great watch 
only because of how ridiculous it is. I highly recommend acrimony to any and everybody that is ready for a hearty cackle because it is ridiculous and hilarious. Check it out. Shout out. A message of congratulation, support, or appreciation. Shout out to Serena. She made it to the finals, but she didn't win. Still the GOAT. Shout out to Angelica Ross, a.k.a. Candy from Pose. I was devastated. If you haven't seen the latest episode of Pose, go watch it. Oh, I know why they chose Candy, because they wanted you to feel it, and we felt that shit. Like, oh, no, this ain't it. Also, shout out to Pose. If you're not watching, not sure what you're doing. Shout out to How to Get Away with Murder. Apparently, season six will be the last season, which is absurd but that just means it's gonna be fire hopefully shout out to queen sugar when is nova gonna catch hands from somebody like what is going on shout out to the u.s women's soccer team for dominating in the world cup maybe one day y'all will get y'all's rightful pay like the men are absolute garbage like y'all are getting paid so much money to lose And women are over here actually winning and getting paid fucking peanuts. So, uh, we've been here for a good little while. This happens to be the end of the episode. So, before you go, I must remind you to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. Both are at Big Girl Slay. Like the page on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. And, most importantly... Rate me five whole gold stars in iTunes. Also, don't forget to send all your plus size issues, comments, questions, and or concerns into the show. The email is biggirlslay, the number five at gmail.com. Thanks again for coming back for another Sunday. Next Sunday, I'll be right back here, same time, same place, with a brand new episode. Make sure you come back and join me. Don't forget to bring a friend. Um, Let's see. That's, um, that's it. Stay fabulous. Bye. Watch out for the big girl. 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 Watch out for the big girl.